The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. I know many of you are trying to support local Minnesota companies. I am too. And often we forget about the farmers, farmers who sell to schools, colleges, and restaurants. They're really hurting right now. So how can you help? You can seek out locally grown vegetables, meat, dairy, and eggs when you shop. Embrace what's in season throughout the summer. Food that's freshly picked is obviously more nutritious, but it's also delicious. And locally grown food has a shorter distance to travel to get to you. So it's got a smaller carbon footprint. A bunch of my friends have joined CSAs, which stands for Community Supported Agriculture, where you buy a share of what a farmer grows for the season. By purchasing a share, you help the farmer cover their operating expenses while giving you an opportunity to eat fresh, nutritious, locally grown food. And CSA aren't just for fruits and vegetables. They've got them for farm fresh eggs, meat, dairies, flowers, even baked goods. And you can also shop some of these farms direct and get things like meat shares or produce boxes. But if you're really looking for local foods, you can always, of course, find them at Lakewinds Co-op. They're stocked to the gills with Minnesota-grown foods, and if you can't make it to Lakewinds or another co-op, consider shopping at your farmer's market or any of the place where you find local produce, meats, eggs, and dairy. Lakewinds Food Co-op is in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, and they also deliver from Instacart. You can find them at lakewinds.com. Now I'm on with the My Talk Chicks, and we will eat on, eat on the weekly and welcome back to the weekly dish we are in our two of the weekly dish and this is where we tell you two things we've been obsessed with this week in our top two and our two giving the old one two and now the weekly dish presents top two top two the top two pick your best two in our two all right give me two all right Stephanie March, what have you been obsessed with that you would like to tell us about? All right, we're going to start with a little clip. We've got a cool thing. I don't got, I don't know if you guys have been watching John Krasinski, who is married to Emily Blunt. Uh, they have, I wish she was married to me. Oh, well, <laughs> there's, a, there's a show he's doing from his house, and it's called The SGN Show. Some good news. And it's this really cute sort of news pause. Do you think he's going to end up being the next like Jimmy Fallon, like that he'll get a contract with a big like TV company? Because it's sure seeming like he could. I don't know, but I think he's doing it because he feels he needs to. And I think he's a good person and it like involves his kids and friends and stuff. Yeah. But so this this episode, you know, one of the more recent ones, he did a potluck. And so it was kind of about food and restaurants. So one of the things he did uh, was he took readers or people who have been watching. He took their recipes and he said he was going to make them, but he can't cook. So what did he do? He got and he gave them to like some seriously superstar local chefs and they made them. So That's let's funny. hope what do we got? Your recipe. I'm a pierogi fanatic. Oh, me too. <laughs> my mom sent me over the pierogi recipe that my great grandma brought over from Poland. I got to be honest with you, Sarah. I did not cook them. But luckily, I know another Polish person who does know how to cook. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Hello. <laughs> Sarah, are you familiar with Martha Stewart? Great hat. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta say, you have a very worldly recipe here. I don't know if you know Mr. David Chang. <laughs> oh my goodness. Boom. Sloppy Joes are some of my favorite, but the, I haven't had the dynamites before. I had a friend of mine cook them for you. Yeah. And he's way better cooking than I am, so I figured you should probably just meet him. Guy Fieri, here he is. We had a blast with your uh, with your recipe. What a pleasure to meet you both of you, actually. Yeah, it was me, so. It was literally how fun. It was so cool. So he couldn't cook. He's been doing this where, like you know, like he had that young girl con- who was sad that she couldn't get Hamilton tickets, and he got the entire cast to sing. You know, the Hamilton opener. And so this is the thing is he's cooked up to all these people because and I think it's because he's a nice guy, honestly, that they're doing this. But so he he got these people's recipes and then he had Martha Stewart cook this woman's pierogies. Can you stand it? That's fantastic. I know. And like David Chang made this woman's weird, you know, sloppy Joe thing or whatever. (laughs) So I don't I just thought it was awesome. And I thought it was such a good time and it was such a good thing. So I wanted to say if you guys need a little laugh, tune in, tune into the good news. I think we should do that. I think people should send us their recipes and we make them at home. I don't think it's as stunning as Martha Stewart cooking your recipe. No, but but it would be fun. Yeah, it might be fun. It might be fun. Okay, what's your first one? Okay, so there is um, the breweries. People are nervous about the breweries. There's a lot of talk about that they're really going to be struggling and many of them are trying to hang on. Um, so I go to my local bad weather brewing on West seventh street and I get a crowler, which is a can. It's a big can. There's two beers in the big can because Kurt and I had an argument about it and had to research it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they have a beer there that I really like called hop romancer and it is, uh, in a crowler. You can pick it up curbside. It's $8 for the big can. It has two beers in it that are 6% alcohol, I think, because we were researching that, too. But I really just like the beer. It's a really nice, um, hoppy beer. And I have been picking it up curbside. It's easy to order on your phone, and you just pop by. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Bad Weather is Hop Romance or Crowder. Yeah. And if you can, you know, shop for local beers, do it. Because we don't don't sit here and think that it's possible we could not have a local craft beer. Everything I'm buying is local. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even shopping Amazon. I'm fully shopping Target. I'm ordering. uh, If I order online, I order through Target. I'm ordering. I'm going to the co-ops. I'm good. I'm being good. I want these people around. I get press releases from, you know, people who are out of state or everything. I'm like, I don't have time for you right now. You know what, Stephanie? Me too. Like someone was like, hey, you're an influencer. Will you try my peanut butter? I'm like, nope, can't. I'm eating local. Sorry. Bye. Yeah. Well, I don't get those emails. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my second one to let you guys know, this is an important for the wee subbers. Again, as I represent here in the booth, Peppermint Twist Drive-In is open. And that's out in Delano. And if you guys are looking, I know Allie Kaplan ended up at, uh, from our shop's girl's favorite, um, she ended up at the Minnetonka Drive-In and it was JFP, which is jam-packed. And that's a thing that I think that everyone is like so excited to get out and do things. And so letting you know that the Peppermint Twist is now open out in Delano, which is just another chance to go take a drive. 
and go see, uh, go pull into a little, you know, car hop. Bring your cash, people. They are only doing cash. And to let you know that the teddy bear park is not open. So you do have to stay in your car, order your food, and then you got to skedaddle. Or you can walk up to the window, I think, there and pay cash and then take it to take out. But you can't sit on site. So that's important. The other one I did want to kick to for the east side is that the Dariette is open and the Dariet drive-in in St. Paul is a cute little Italian American place and they've got pizza burgers and they've got spaghetti and they've got all the fun stuff and they are open but you guys it's important to know their window their walk-up window is not open so they want you to do full call ahead you know pull in get your order and then go so because and it is a small spot they don't have a, a massive parking lot or anything like that so it's good that you should be able to just do that. All right, so my second is thinking about moms and Mother's Day and wanting to get something where you've shopped local, but a gift for your mom. And they can do curbside for you. You can order online. You can call, and they'll do concierge shopping for you. But it's Julia Moss Designs. Oh, great. And they have a whole... They do the repurposing of your old silver into colored enameled pieces but they also have like a whole store of all kinds of stuff so lots of tableware decor jewelry eyewear um julia is a great person you can find her on instagram at julia moss designs or you can shop her online store at julia moss designs they just have really cute stuff there and i really enjoy the store and it's fun because i'm hoping that you know as governor wall said this last week that they're going to open up retail for you know, curbside and all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping to see more shops doing that. And I know that, you know, I'm sure Allie and, and Harmony will talk about it coming up in the next hour, but it'll be interesting to see who decides to pivot. If it's a profitable thing, should they be spending, you know, should they hunker down or should they try to, you know, eke out some stuff? Because that's also a thing like to be open, it does cost you money to be open. So yep. hopefully, you know, people are going to support, you know, people when they're doing curbside stuff. Yeah. So that's Julia Moss Designs is my second one. Good. Um, I had one other thing to tell you and I can't remember. You were going to do a chicken something. You were saying that you were going to make something. No, I just, I, yeah, I've been thinking about um, what I can do with my Brussels sprouts, (laughs) 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 which is a whole other conversation, but we're going to come back and I'm going to talk with you about dumplings. Okay. Um, In addition to making the focaccia, I went down the pierogi rabbit hole, which coincidentally, that lady talking about John with John Krasinski, did they post the gnocchi or the uh, pierogi recipe that Martha Stewart made with John Krasinski? That was the listener's recipe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked it up. But I'd like I, to find that you out. you have a pierogi thing? Well, I'm going to tell you about the pierogies that I made in the next um, segment because I started going down the rabbit hole of just dumplings. And again, I was in my cabin. I couldn't go to the grocery store. I didn't want to go into town. So I only had like the ingredients that I had. So I had to figure out how to make some sort of a starchy dumpling thing with the things that I had on hand. So it led led me down the rabbit hole of you know, can you make dumplings with rice? Can you make dumplings with cheese? Hey, I just found Sarah's pierogies um, on the Some Good News Twitter. So I'm oh, going to re- post it. I'm going to retweet it. So yeah, we'll definitely. Have it there. That's a great idea. Definitely. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about dumplings of all forms. You are listening to The Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1.
Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. You know what? Food brings out the passion in people. And people love to talk about food. And so why wouldn't we talk about the people and to the people who are growing our food? We have an opportunity, you guys. Common Ground Minnesota on Facebook is a place where women farmers are able to answer your questions about the food scene and the way that they grow food. They are ready to engage. They just want to talk about how they grow food, what they think about why they grow food, and all the things that have to do with the way that your family is eating local foods and what they're growing. Remember that you always have an opportunity to check in and chat with farmers in Minnesota at Common Ground Minnesota. It's right on Facebook. It's on Instagram. You can check them out on Common Ground, M-I-N-N. They're ready to answer any and all of your questions. Uh, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Stephanie March. Uh, we were just talking about, um, my sister texted me, because I, w- I did go down to Loon Liquors in Northfield a couple weekends ago, was it, that we went yeah. for the drive? Mm-hmm. And she was like, what cocktail kit did you get? Because I know someone that's going to drive down that wants to get it. They have a mid-cilantro night's dream cocktail kit that was Ooh. really good. One thing about their cocktail kit that I didn't like, and I wanted it to be a little bit different, was... They gave me like a mason jar full of the sugar, the herbs to make the simple syrup. I wanted them to have made the simple syrup. I wanted it to be more made. Yeah. Um, and the Mid Cilantro Night's Dream cocktail kit was fully made. It came oh. with the two bottles of liquor, the juice for the cilantro, and the cilantro and the limes. Um, I'll tell you that I made on my happy hour last night uh, with uh, the Hooches and Smooches happy hour on Facebook Live. I got the Meteor Bars. They did blender drinks. And they are doing blender drinks you can buy through Minnesota Ice. And you're it's frozen. And you basically, all you do is you get this little container, you dump it in your blender, you add your booze, you're done. Like, Yum. that's it. It's so perfect. And they did a white rabbit, which is one of my favorite, like, sort of a black Russian kind of a thing. It's delicious. Yum. So that's available to order, and they'll bring it right to your house. Um, the other thing I meant to say, yum. I know, I know. I'm just like, yum. Patio pounders, my friends. Hey, the thing I forgot to mention in top two and hour two was that um, it is, by the way, Taco Tuesday on Tuesday, and it's Cinco de Mayo. And so we've put together on MSP Make a big list of where you can order tacos for takeout on uh, Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday. Okay. So I'm going to put that up on the Facebook, too. I forgot to mention that. And we should maybe mention, because El Burrito has done a lot of work with this station, that the Minneapolis restaurant that they had is closed, but their yep. St. Paul location is still open. Yep. And they do curbside, they and they've got a list. grocery store, and you can eat there, and also they've got their taco truck that's out and about. Yes. Right. Um, so, hard news, but um, there's been news that has come about some closures, um, but we'll talk about that when we get to... A little bit later in the show, uh, we talked about Bachelor Farmer, um, also some openings. But I want to tell you about making dumplings because I was <laughs> at the cabin and I couldn't go to the store. And I was like, what can I make dumplings out of? And I wanted to make potato dumplings because I was making red cabbage and pork chops. Yeah. First of all, marinate pork chops in molasses and coffee, people. It's a very easy marinade. If you happen to have molasses at home. You marinate them just for like an hour or two. It's so delicious. And it gives the sear and the meat just a really beautiful color. Huh. Um, so try it. Seems it seems too sweet for me. Oh, it's delicious. You I, don't. It's, it's not, not sweet glazy. At all. It's nope. not because, you know, I mean, like, I don't mind. It's just that I don't want that glaziness. You cut it with the coffee. Okay. So and it's thinner. Just, so it's like maybe like a blop of molasses and then you it's thinner with thinned yeah. out of the coffee. Yep. Do okay. it. You're going to try it. Try it. You're going to like it. it. Um, Wait, so are you grilling it or are you searing it? I was it? grilling it. Okay. 
so then I had, I've got the chop and I've got this red cabbage that I'd made and I wanted a potato dumpling, yeah, which my grandma used to make and I've made them and they're easy with leftover mashed potatoes or riced potatoes, but I didn't have potatoes. Can we have a moment since we're going to be talking about dumplings yeah. that what does a dumpling mean to you? Because you know, internationally and across everything, every, every culture and every food space has a dumpling, which is why I started researching them. Okay. Because, you're going to do that. Well, then I got to nudie. Which is your, you've talked a lot about nudie. I love the nudie. And it's little less formal dumpling. It's a lot of times more kind of like spooned. So it's a, that one is like, when you think of a gnocchi, that's a nudie is done G-N-U-D-I. And that's with ricotta instead of potatoes. But here's my question. Because here's the, and I just want to pull back for a second. Because when we're talking dumplings, like when you say dumpling in that form, that's one thing. But if you say dumpling in China, that's a bun. And if you say dumpling in Germany, it's a giant big dough thing. Yep. So dumpling is so different. And that's why when we have when we talk about dumplings, I think we have to like define it a little bit. Because like I make dumplings which are then steamed in those wrappers. So it's also it's basically a it's starchy thing wrapped in case something is inside it usually, but, but not, not always. Always because gnocchi are dumplings. Yeah. And that's so, I went down the gnocchi rabbit hole and I found a I had some ricotta, so I was like, okay, I could make a ricotta gnocchi. Yeah. But then I landed upon pierogies. Right. And that's a different dumpling, right? Totally. And I thought that seemed more appropriate with the pork chop and the that does red seem cabbage. Right. That does seem right. So I made um, the dough. I let the dough rest. I made the filling, which was uh, ricotta, an egg, some Parmesan cheese. Okay. So now I got the filling. And then I didn't have a cutter. So I got Kurt to roll the dough out with, with me. And mm-hmm. then we used the top of a mason jar, which is about a perfect four inch kind of circle yep yep. and then we filled it with a teaspoon of the filling and then we put the water around the edges and we sealed it and then we boiled them and you boil them until they rise so they were a pretty hearty big dumpling right because I started with the four inch wrapper and then they got done and I overcooked them I know because they weren't floating and so I was like they should float right well wait these are stuffed they were stuffed and they were heavy Okay. Wait, what did you stuff them with? Ricotta. Okay. Cheese. So I ended up, it was like until the, they float. Well, so it took like five or six minutes for them to float. You overstuffed them. So then I didn't though. No, you didn't? Okay. No. Okay. I was actually overstuffed one and then I stopped overstuffing. So I felt like I had that right. Okay. And then they finally did boil and then I took them out and I put them on like a sill pat and kind of dried them off a little bit. Yeah. And cooked them all. Then I went to the butter sauce in a frying pan with some sage that I had that was dried, which wasn't ideal, but you got to do what your girls got to do. Yeah. And then I just fried them in there. And then, of course, I was using the electric stove. So half of the burner side is hotter than the other. And so they didn't brown evenly, but they browned. And then we ate them. And they were dense. (laughs) They were delicious. But like, I just kept thinking, wow, this could have been so much better. The dough could have been lighter. The filling was not super, it was dry and kind of chalky inside. Strange. Yeah. It was a really strange, just, and we ate them and they were fine. Where was the recipe from? You um, think? Taste of home. It was. Okay. 
Uh, and all I know is like when I was making the, you know, the, my Chinese dumplings, my pork dumplings, uh, you know, to steam them, that's a whole, like there's different doughs obviously that do well with different types of like boiling versus they're like, if you're going to boil, do this dough. If you're going to steam, mm-hmm. do this dough. And I'm just wondering if that was, you know, maybe they didn't take into it, but you don't steam pir- pierogies. Ever. No, you usually boil them. Interesting. But so th- it was a quarter inch thickness was what it called for. Yeah. And like by the time you have a four inch dumpling that's a quarter inch thick and you folded it over and you've got the filling inside, like that felt like maybe they were too thick too. Yeah. So they ate fine. I have like 10 more of them in the freezer that yeah. I'll, you know, cook. Okay. But I was just like, well, I'm wah. totally trying to figure out if there's a way to like repurpose and save them or something. Well, I'm going to have to fry them in a good butter and maybe put them in like a. I don't know. Would you put them in like a stew or a soup or cover them with tomato sauce? I was thinking that. What if you did this? If they are, they're thicker and you might need to make, if the inside is chalky, then what if you did, what if you did almost like a lasagna with them and you use them, like you put sauce down, then you laid the pierogies on and then you put like a red sauce on top and melted a bunch of cheese on top and then baked it to warm it up and make it a little bit more melty. And I'd have to boil. These are, these are in the freezer. Oh, they haven't been boiled. Oh, no. Yes, they have been boiled. See? I'm just, I'm thinking, yeah, I boiled them all. So okay. they're boiled. Yeah, so I would do that. Okay. So like a lasagna. Yeah, like make Maybe. a lasagna. That might yeah. actually work out really nicely. I just was, it took Ooh. like us kind of all day to make them. Yeah. You know, so we got done and you're like, huh, would you make those again? No. no. But I would make the potato dumplings that I've made where you just kind of quickly roll them into a rope and... The gnocchi. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, and there is, if you Google like dumplings... There were about 50 dumpling recipes in different cultures that I was going through because yeah. everybody's got a wanting dumpling. to make sure like I had the right stuff on hand. Yeah. Everybody's got a pancake. Everyone's got a dumpling. So I'm I love that. I mean, that's actually one of my favorite things is and actually there was I, I kind of had high hopes for the fact that there was a, a restaurant that opened called Dumpling and then they had like one dumpling on the recipe when they opened and I, you know, no, nothing against that's them. That's a cool concept for a restaurant and it would be good like to go food. Yeah, there was a and there was a couple other places. There was one that was going to open called Mrs. Dumpling and then they lost their funding and it got to be a little bit. You Have know, you ever made biscuit bisquick dumplings? Where like you make like a chicken stew or a beef stew and then you pour you make the biscuit in the water and you pour it like by spoonful like, right on top of the boiling liquid and cover it. Oh, sort of like a chicken pot pie. Yeah. And yeah. it makes like this ethereal, puffy yeah. dumpling that is really tasty. Well, so that's how I make chicken pot pie. Yeah. Honestly, I don't I usually don't use a Crust, sheet. Yeah. yeah, I use we just we take dumpling mix and we just plop it on almost like a buckle, you know what I mean? Yum. And to me that's I mean, I guess that's why I'm saying like chicken and dumplings and then if you say dumpling and then you look at like a pork dumpling and you look at an Italian dumpling and they are 1000% different from each other. Yeah. And that's what's kind of cool. I kind of love that. Um All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about a fun event. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are here with our friends from Birches on the Lake Drive-In. You got to turn us down, Bert. Turn your radio down. Radio's off. Okay. All right, Bert. How you doing? 
I'm good. How are you guys? We are Super doing good. great. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I wanted to just talk with you because we're talking with Bert Joseph. He is the proprietor of Birches on the Lake, which is on Long Lake. And I wanted to talk with you because you guys are doing something fun. And it's like we're so craving anything that's fun. You guys are doing a drive-in movie experience. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna attempt it uh, next Wednesday. You know we've been we've been trying to think of different things to do to bring people, you know, some excitement to what's you know everything that's going on. And we've got this great parking lot and uh, can hold over probably 50, 60 cars in there. And I partnered up with uh, a local electric company that has this inflatable 27 foot screen. And then tried to figure out what type of movie we wanted to do that would be kind of uh, family fun, and we, we're going to work on doing some of the Marvel movies. Okay, so it's Wednesday nights. It's the drive-in concept. It's 7 p.m. It's $10 per car, and then you would order food online and then do have curbside pickup. What kind of food do you have? You have, like, beautiful. Are you still doing yeah, fried chicken? Yeah, we're doing. It's so much fun to do this this curbside to see what sells and what's working. So it seems like our buckets of chicken and ribs and our burger packs are kind of the most popular items mm-hmm. that we're doing on the menu. And every week we're kind of creating new specials and, you know, kind of playing with things that we may do this summer once we get reopened. Um, it's, you know, it's, just, it's a different way of business and a new way of thinking. Can I talk with you a little bit about that? So is Birch's yeah. Lower Town doing curbside right now? The only thing that Lower Town's doing is we're doing crawlers and growlers. But in the next two or three weeks, we're going to reopen and do curbside with food. Tell me about the curbside experience, because I think some people have the perception that as long as you're open curbside, you know, it's all guns blazing. But what percentage of sales do you think you've lost even with curbside delivery? Seventy. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from Mm -hmm. other people, that most of the people that are doing curbside well can do about 30 to 35%. And that means they're doing it well. Others that aren't doing it as well are at 15 to 20. And some people are even less than 15% on their curbside. So we started, we, we started doing it you know, right away, came up with a plan and executed it. I think we do a really nice job with it. The, the, the times that you call in to get, to have those orders ready are probably 15, 20 minutes. Haven't had any issues and, you know, it's another way of connecting with your with your customers. I mean, I'm literally probably one of the best order takers now on the boat. <laughs> I bet you are. Um, so, Bert, yeah, fun. outside of the drive-in experience, are you starting to feel or hearing about people thinking about what restaurants are going to look like when we do get an opportunity to reopen? Yeah, I've had a lot of discussions with other friends in the, in the industry. And, you know, my first feeling is that it's going to be probably 50% occupancy. I do believe that if you have patios, there could be a little bit more leniency with that. Is that's as far as occupancy goes. I think that you're going to have um, shields and, and the gloves and sanitation. I mean, I'm starting to order in masks for my staff, um, having hand, hand wipes at every, every table, you know, and also so you don't have to touch doors, so you can just use your feet to open up doors. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll be we'll be told more what what we can and cannot do. Yeah. Um, as we as we get closer, but you know, it's giving us a chance to kind of do a facelift on the restaurant too. 
Um, you know, I think I think paper menus where they're not going to be touched multiple times is another another uh, thing that's going to happen. Yep. Um, you know, and silverware, individual packs, no more caddies on tables. I mean, it's endless. Um, the things that will that will change uh, our business probably forever. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still? Um, this is a weird question, but are you still excited about the business with all these changes? I like challenge. <laughs> I mean, just give it to me. Bert doesn't like shy challenge. away from a challenge. I gotta tell you, that is no, not no, his I, thing. I, I, you know, you know what? You, there's a lot of obstacles out there. I think it's going to make us stronger. You know, in the communities, I think it's be better with our employees. We're going to look at things as, as a, being more sanitary. That's a positive. Find the silver lining. Figure it out. And we'll all get through this. I love that you're so positive. So what is the first movie that's going to be shown on Wednesday? Uh, the, so we're going to do the chronological of the Marvel movies. So it's Captain America. I think it's World War II. That's where it, 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 it starts. Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it has to be done at dusk, so about like 825 on, on Wednesday. And there'll be no alcohol. Oh. Be no, no crawlers, nothing. You can't have it in the cars, period. That makes sense, right? Okay. So, so real family guys, friendly. But here's a question. Yep, and, yep. Bert, what about bathrooms? <laughs> I know it's a weird thing, but I get asked that all the time with things like this. Right. Um, I believe that we're going to have satellites. We'll put a few satellites out there. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, you know, um, like you, you can't go inside the restaurant to use it. So Right. No. No. So we'll do satellites out there. I mean, it's just like doing a drive-in. I mean, it's, you know, we all remember going to them and, and how the cars were kind of parked in these in these long rows. We'll keep the cars six feet apart. Uh, you know, families will stay in their cars, and when the movie's over, we'll we'll kind of escort them out of our uh, of our property. All right. Well, I think it'll be fun to try. I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes for you guys, and we'll give people an update next week. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys calling. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Bert. Thanks, Bert. And for being one of the first people to get the pickle out of the jar, as it were, and do something fun, you know? Is that a weird... Haven't you said it would be the first one to get the first pickle out of the jar? No, I've not heard that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Steph, uh, we've got a couple of minutes here. That's fun, though, that they're going to try that. Can you talk about your feelings about people at Costco and other, are we going to be an all mask society in grocery stores before long? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And I, I would say that it's not mandated right now, but pers- or specific companies are asking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Costco. It is mandated on airlines as yes. of yesterday. Okay. By the airlines themselves yes. or across the board? Across the board. Okay. Um, and that's just right now we don't have any sort of like, over you know arching sort of uh edict that says it but i know that costco has said you know on monday you're you're you must have a mask if you come in and same with united noodles by the way they have also said that so far i don't know of the other grocery chains how they're doing if they're they're suggesting it and they're asking for you to wear a mask but you know they're not saying you can't come in if you don't have one are we gonna get to restaurants being all masked do you think well, yeah, a hundred percent. Let me just tell you that most of the restaurants, because they are so very already aware of health and safety codes, that they are they're 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 wanting it, you know, and they don't they they want to sort of make sure that they're being careful with their guests. 
I don't know if that's going to come down as far as the governor when, you know, Bert was saying the capacities, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, people watching what they're doing in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And in Georgia, it looks like uh, the people who are wearing masks are the servers and everything, but it doesn't look like the guests are wearing masks. And I get that that's a weird thing to think about having a mask on and then eating because mm-hmm. that doesn't really work either. But it feels it does feel a little weird to have the workers in masks, but not the paying people in masks. It mm-hmm. does feel a little weird for me for that. And I wear my mask whenever I go into a public place. And as I go to the farmer's markets, I wear masks. And And I would just encourage you, I know that a lot of people who feel weird with, like, if they're running with it or, you know, and I think I told you this, like, I felt like a lot of people at the farmer's market last weekend when I went to it, they had biked there. And so they were thinking, well, I don't wear a mask while I bike. And then, but then they were walking around the farmer's market. So mm-hmm. I felt like if you are wearing them, bringing them with you. I have one in my bag all the time. Yep. And I have one in my pocket of every coat that I have. So in case I end up popping in on a walk and we go, Hey, let's go pop into this, you know, grab a, you know, a diet Coke, then that's a good thing to have in my mind. And if we all wear masks, I I like the way that they're thinking about this in that it's not necessarily preventing me from getting coronavirus, but it's preventing me from spreading it to you. So it's a courtesy. Yeah. It's thinking about others more than yourself. And let me be clear, Asia and Japan, I mean, we've said this over and over again, but when I was there in 2015, it was a no brainer. People who weren't feeling well, you know, who thought they may sneeze, put masks on and people were out in bars and like one guy at a table had a mask and it was like, it was a no big deal. Like in a weird way, you kind of felt left out that you didn't have a mask. Yeah. People will get used to it over time, I think. Yeah. So I would say don't feel, I would say if you're at all feeling like it's weird because I don't want people to think I'm sick because I think a lot of people worry that it makes you look like you're yeah. the sick one. That's not necessarily it either. So don't worry about that. And in the beginning, in February, when I was wearing a mask out and about, it seemed weird. But at the time, my husband was pretty sick. Um, but now I don't feel really weird about it at all. Mm. And I don't wear a mask when I walk outside or run. And I won't probably when I bike. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I f- try to find places where I can be more socially distant yeah. than just walking down Summit Avenue. But... And mine is, you know, I'm way out in the boons where we don't really come across right. people. And you, if you if you literally are on the same side of the street, it's easy to be six feet apart because you're, you know, it's there's a lot of space. But I would say that if you're planning on stopping somewhere, you know, and I get it. Like Harriet is a different animal and there's hundreds of people in that space. And that's a that's a that's a, I wouldn't I don't think I would dip myself into that space Me either. I don't think I can do that. But I am going to go to the Mill City's Farmer's Market, which is open today. I'm going to go check them out. I know that the Midtown Global or the Midtown Market is open, but I think they are only doing drive up. So I don't think you can wander. I think Mid, uh, uh, Mill City, you can still wander through it. But I think the other one is only pick up. And if anyone's husband's like mine and just thinks that you can just kind of wander in or pull up anywhere and just get what you want... I miss that, but yeah. I miss it too. There's no spontaneity because you have to like plan ahead for everything. I basically think that I can pull up and then I have to think I'm going to sit on my phone and do an order for them and then I'm going to wait here for another half hour. That's exactly right. Right. So. All right. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some locals to love. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Steph March. And this is the new segment that we're doing in light of the coronavirus pandemic, talking about the locals we love. Keep, keep it local. Local, local, local. The Weekly Dish presents... Someplace close is good. Keep it local, got it. Locals. It is the best in town. To love. What's not to love? 
Oh, it's so like Lucas to love. I like it. I don't know. I got to have a feeling, a thought about that. You got to have a feeling. That was the first time I heard that sounder, yo. So, a feeling. Um, I'll start with someone that I just think is doing um, some great work, and that is Craft uh, and Crew. They are a restaurant group, and they are donating lots of meals to healthcare workers. Um, in the last week, they had donated to Redeemer, North Memorial, the Vet Hospital, Regina Hospital, and Hastings, and they have delivered over 2,823 meals. And you can either get meals donated for your healthcare organization, or you can donate um, by going to their website at craftandcrew.com. Cool. Yeah, and they've done a great job. And yet, that's like Pub, 8, Pub 819, it's Stanley's, it's the How, it's the Block. They have a whole bunch of great stuff. And they're yep. very dog-friendly, those kitty cats. They are. And uh, just really appreciate, uh, again, all of the work that people are doing to help get people fed during this time. Um, letting you guys know that Town Hall Brewery, normally today, the first Saturday, is this is actually a big day for us. Normally, it's Derby Day. You know, Kentucky is all like oh. kind of like very depressed. I think up north, the only reason we would ever love Derby Day is just for the hats and the parties. And since we're not doing that, we're all kind of forgot. And so that's fine. You can do virtual Derby Day if you want. Just drink a lot of bourbon. Um, but the Town Hall Brewery, their first Saturday is always the blessing of the Maybach. And it's always this awesome event where they have uh, Father Ken, I think his name is, he comes in and he does this very wonderful blessing and everybody hoists their glass and then there's free beer for like an hour. So I love that. They're doing it online this year. So And you can run over and get some Maybach, I think. Uh, you might be too late. But they're doing it at 3 <laughs> o'clock today um, on their Facebook Live. So if you just want to hoist a glass and have a few good words about craft beer and local brewers, that's a good place to be. It sure is. Um, what else is happening? What else is happening? About? Well, let me just tell you, here's some really good news. And this is some good news that's pertinent to you, maybe. Let's talk about some of the new takeout that's around. Please. Pajarito. Uh, it's very good news for me. I know. Taco You're, Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. They are going to be open on Tuesday for Taco Tuesday. Uh, Pajarito on West 7th in St. Paul only. Not the Edina location yet. But they're coming out of hibernation um, for on Tuesday, but then going forward, it will be Wednesday through Sunday. So, but they're doing tuck, they're doing like food packs, like for people, you know, to feed like two to four people or more. I like it. Tortas and tacos and ribs and all the good stuff. They have really good ribs there. Um, here's a good one that I thought that is new to take out. I wanted to point out because I did get a note from a listener. Um, so Hilo Diner is, yeah. oh, is doing takeout now and they're going Tuesday or Thursday through Sunday. So only four days. Uh, uh, and they are, but they're doing breakfast, you know, uh, for dinner, you can get disco fries. Here's what I love. They have a kid's menu and a lot of people were kind of bemoaning the fact that a, there's not a lot of kids menus being thrown around. And the other thing is, is I guess there's, you know, with the way that people have had to streamline in order to put menus online to be takeout worthy, um, a lot of people have felt like they've lost out on the vegan and the gluten-free stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of that happening. It's been harder for people to get a good smattering of an order. Maybe next week what we should do is a uh, a takeout roundup yeah. of like vegan and, and gluten-free stuff. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, But Hilo Diner has it for you. And they've got a lot of things that you can that can be made gluten-free or, or vegetarian. Um. Okay. 
what did I have? I had something else here. I'll keep going if you don't. Yeah, just okay. a few more places so, that are open for takeout is Murray's oh, is now okay. open for takeout. The Fitz yep. is open for takeout. Uh, Fitzgerald's is doing um, the deep dish pizzas. Yep. Grey Duck in St. Paul. That's Justin's other one that's open. They've got, the you know, they've got tater tot hot dish, yo, if you need that. <laughs> hey, I want to shout out Pat. Uh, Pat Weber, my friend, who is doing a burger pop-up at Lynn Lake Brewery. Remember Lynn Lake Brewery? They put this kitchen, you know, they put in the middle of their their tap room to kind of be a guest chef, you know, pop-up kitchen, and then everything happened. So, but Pat Weber and Phil Dvorak are doing a burger pop-up, so you can pop into there, you know, or you can order ahead, grab uh, a couple burgers and and some great craft brewery from Lynn Lake and, and grab it and go. Which is great. I know. Also, Fig and Farrow is starting again. Yes. And they do a lot of vegan and gluten forward and vegetarian. Gluten forward? Gluten forward. (laughs) I think I just made up a new word. It's very gluten forward. Is that like a lot of gluten? Would it be gluten negative? Yeah, it would be gluten negative. Gluten negative? Yeah. I'm going to have a cooking show with all the gluten forward things. Is gluten forward? She is gluten forward. She's very gluten forward. I love it. Um, but yeah, Fig and Farrow is going to open up for takeout. And that is a big place for, I think, people who are vegetarian and vegan and looking for different kinds. And it, it, remember, their, their thing is really about an impact of climate. Theirs is an, a health thing. It's a right. imp, climate impact thing. So just remember that. Lake, like Lake and Irving forward. is back, by the way. Yeah, let's talk about that. They are back Tuesday through Saturday with curbside con- contactless pickup. You I order ahead, place. and then they're going to put it, and you go and park in a stall, and your bag will be waiting for you. Uh, cheeseburger and two tall boys for 20 bucks. Come on. That is a great deal. I love Cheeseburger and two tall boys for, for 20, 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah, that is a good deal. I know. Lake and Irving. That's a, And they have a Lux burger, you guys. That's a $20 burger, but damn, it's a good burger. Yum. Did you panic buy any meat this week? No, I have. I'm full. I'm full up on meat. I have. A, I have a freezer full of meat. I. I don't. I. If I could buy it, I wouldn't have anywhere to put it. So, I'm not doing that. I've decided not to panic buy that stuff because I'm going to order from my farms. Yeah. I'm going to continue with Wiker Acres, and I'm going to continue. You know, ordering from people who are uh, together farms. My burger farm out in Wisconsin. I'm. I love her website, and I love her meat. And I'm absolutely going to continue to order her beef and her pork, heritage pork. That's how I'm going to do it from now on. Yeah, I'm going to do it too. That's it. And I'm, I'm definitely and I'm not, with you. You know, I just know that the the we are in for. In fact, next week I would like to talk about the food supply chain with the meat producers, but I want us to be factual. So I have a couple people working on things. We might have a chef who's who's uh, who's very you know who's very in touch with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just spin out our opinions. I would like for facts to be a big part of that. You are one who always has facts. Well, I would we, rather do I'm that an than be fake news. You're a factor. We can have opinions about it. I just want to also be based in fact. Facts. It's so good. Love facts. Um, one other local to love, and I want to mention them one more time. I did mention them last week, but it's called Makers of Medical Workers Masks. And what they are doing is they're making these shields. And they have a Facebook page that I'm going to post because they have all of these plastic shields and they're free and they're wanting to give them to people that need them either for medical workers or people that need them for their work. And they're making these 3D plastic shields 
And they said that a couple people called from the show that heard it last week. Oh, great. That's awesome. I'm going to post it one more time. Well, you guys have done a great job in helping stuff, and I love that. I mean, everybody who's responded to places that we've put up. I've gotten notes from charity organizations who are are so grateful for any mention because you guys follow up. And really, we can do all the talking, but unless you guys do the action, it means nothing. So thank you very, very much. Um, Thanks for just being great. My talkers, weekly dishers. I know there's been some change here happening at the station and there's change in the world. Just be positive. Be the light. Be the light. Be there's the a lot of negativity you don't need to add to anymore. Amplify the light, kiddos. Have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao.